Welcome to Match of the Year Podcast. I'm Chris Garcia. This is a special episode in which I talk about one of the matches this year that really changes everything, but may end up changing nothing. And that is Okada versus Shibata. And those of you who heard my Undertaker versus Mankind in Hell of the Cell match episode will know my feelings on the dangers of wrestling and why both Foley and especially Foley and Undertaker have a lot to answer. This match, more than anything, exposes why, why wrestling is not only dangerous, but why a lot of the current attitudes are dangerous. And to really get it, you gotta have to go back to the UWF of the 1980s. Akira Maeda had been fired or quit New Japan, started his own company that was a work shoot. It was stiff, it was a different style. Even though it was still wrestling, it was still a work for the most part. There was a stiffness, there was more realism. It felt more like a contest than a play. And stylistically, this was incredibly influential. You started to see these ideas that the UWF and later UWFI were incorporating into their matches folding out and coming into New Japan and especially into All Japan. Stiffness was increased, a higher reliance on submission finishes, the idea that an armbar could be a finish. That was something not necessarily new, but it was a throwback. It was a reintroduction of that idea. There was more emphasis on kicks than ever before. Someone like Toshiaki Kawada or Shinya Hashimoto, both of them incorporated this style into their work. And Shibata was a great example of this. He worked stiff. He was a snug guy. He is a snug guy. And so Okada was on the run of one of the greatest runs of title defenses of all time. He had the amazing match with with Omega. He had the phenomenal match with uh, Kota Ibushi as Tiger Mask W. He had a great match with Minoru Suzuki. And after this run, he now worked with Shibata, and they were beautiful together. And the reason why is an idea that I really believe doesn't get played with enough in modern wrestling. And that is the styles clash, or the style clash, as storyline. I used to see this a lot in the 90s with and actually more the two early 2000s, with Kurt Angle. When you would see Kurt working with someone like Shawn Michaels or John Cena, someone where the style was very different, actually possibly the best example is with Shane McMahon, where you have the, the style that Kurt was working, which was a pro wrestling infused with an amateur sporting concept. All the takedowns, all the writing and so forth, and with Shawn Michaels, it's actually the best example, I think. So you have his, which is highly informed by the amateur concept. And you have Shawn Michaels, who is American main event style, was defining the 21st century main event style, but was informed by Lucha Libre and by traditional pro wrestling that you would see in the 1980s. So you have Shibata, who would have definitely felt right at home in 1990. Three, four, uh, UWF, and you had Okada, who was, and still is, working a cutting-edge main event style that is incredibly physical, that is incredibly based in the history of pro wrestling. Okada, more than anyone else today, is Mitsuharu Misawa. He understands that you have to go far to get this stuff over. 
And sometimes he goes too far. Misawa certainly did. Misawa was broken down at the end of his life. And sadly, I think we're going to see that in 20-something years from Okada. And Okada was, is at a higher point in his career than Misawa was at, a, at an equivalent age. This is where it gets interesting to me. Okada takes a lot of damage in his matches. And he works hurt. And yet he never gives anything less than a great performance. Even if when his matches aren't wonderful, it's never that he's not working out. He's not giving. He's not going. It's that there are issues with the flow. There are sometimes uh, the trouble between two people who don't get it. And honestly, his singles matches, I haven't seen that. At least not in a couple of years. But on the other hand, you see it in tag matches. There was one I watched, it was a, I think it was an eight-man, in which Okada's role in it was small, but also dull. And I think part of that was that he understands how to hold back just enough to give other people their, their space to have their storyline work. So you have 21st century main event style working against a UWF-inspired style, and it is stiff as hell. Shibata was just, it was like watching Misawa versus Kawada in 1995. It was like watching, possibly more accurately, Kento Kobashi versus Stan Hansen in 1993, or versus Steve Williams in 93. You know, Kento Kobashi in 1993 was having amazing matches with all the Americans, everyone actually. He was probably the best worker in the world who wasn't named Misawa at that point. It was a tough, tough, tough match. And then the spot happens. And I think it was the third headbutt spot of the match, significant headbutt spot. And Shibata goes forward and slams his head in, and there's a moment. And I want to see more camera angles of it, but it's like everything drifts away from Shibata. There's nothing behind his eyes. Everything is gone. And in that space, in that match, Shibata is alone and empty. And a little trickle of blood starts running down his forehead. And they still finish the match, because God knows you can't stop a match there. And I'll be honest, actually, I don't think either of them wanted to stop the match. I also don't think Shibata could react to what was going on around him in a way that he could indicate that there was a problem. And apparently Okada didn't notice that there was a problem, and that's also understandable. In a world where selling is a thing, the indication between real and real injury and selling an injury is difficult. And the problem with having sort of the armchair view is you know what you're looking at. If I was watching this live, I don't know what I would have thought, but having known what happened to Shibata, you can see all the indicators. In the moment, it would have been impossible. And that's what made it huge. At least the Americans who were watching this match after the fact knew what happened to Shibata. Knew that this headbutt had basically ended his career and damn well nearly ended his life. And they show the walk out of the ring and he collapses. And later he is rushed to the hospital and he has surgery. And I seem to remember hearing about a medical-induced coma of some sort for a brief time, but I'm not 100%. And he has lasting impact and will likely never wrestle again. Guys. I'm talking to the wrestlers who listen to this, and I know there are at least three of you. It's not worth it. It is not worth head impact. 
the pop that you get from the sound of your head smacking another human head is not worth what could happen. What did happen. It isn't worth it. Like McFoley coming off that cage, this was the stupid spot. And there are lots of reasons for it. There are safe ways to do headbutts. Like the classic 1980s, uh, what was often somewhat graciously called a cocoa butt, where you hold the guy's head and you actually hit your thumbs instead of their head. Does it look fake? Yes. Does it put you at risk of massive concussion? A tiny bit. I remember seeing a match in the 80s where uh, one of the Samoans did one of those really lame headbutts and either mistimed it or just uh, or just missed his uh, point and knocked himself silly. <laughs> what you can see his eyes cross. And it's obviously not a sell because this is on a fan cam. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't know what part the can was playing to. And he sort of staggers off, and it was, you know, completely against the gimmick at, at that point where the Samoans were, had the hardest heads in the world. <laughs> it was a great moment. Uh, yeah, that was what, when I was just smart enough to know that sometimes things go wrong. Shibata done fucked up. It was a dumb idea. It is something that needs to stop in wrestling. We have gotten to the point where we're almost at peak big stunt. There are people who have died trying to go bigger and bigger. And yeah, there are guys who have died doing simple things like taking a backdrop or a chest slap. But your odds of failure increase as you go up the danger zones. There's inherent danger to jumping from high heights. There's inherent danger of throwing yourself over a top rope to an unprotected ground. Or even a protected ground, to be honest. There's inherent danger of throwing your head at another object. The audience rewards a lot of wrestlers for it. Which is another part of the problem. There's this idea that you have to give the audience what they want to a degree. Or they will turn against you. The WWE has been arguably working against that theory for a long time. I think the booking theory, at least right now, is we are going to give the audience what we want them to have until we have to give them what we, what they want, or they'll start to turn away. You're seeing that with Roman Reigns, for example. Fans want the physical contest, particularly New Japan fans, and they're getting it. But this is the outcome. A guy nearly dying putting on the match of his life. This is the best match I've ever seen from Shibata. And it's up there with Okada Omega as one of the greatest matches I've ever seen. It is the interplay of their styles. It is the atmosphere. If this match didn't represent the general fallacy that wrestling can fall into, that you have to give everything of your body for the fans, for the audience, if it didn't represent that to me, this might be one of my two or three top matches of the year. But it does. I hope Shibata can leave, live a great life. I think we all do. I think everyone who is smart enough to know what happened and why really hopes that Shibata gets as much better as he can. He can go on and do great. I know there are lots of people I've read 
on various things, you are saying they hope he wrestles again. If you're going to go out on one match, this is the match to go out on. It's amazing. It really is. It's incredibly entertaining. And if you can believe that the headbutt by Shibata is a work, then it's even better. But it's not. And that is the big problem. We need to get things under control. And I'm talking to the fans now. The wrestlers are always going to knock themselves out trying to give us what we want. It's one of the reasons why I love Tim Thatcher so much. Though I can see Thatch going a step further than he would have to. But I don't see him doing this. We can work a safer style. But the fans have to make it worthwhile. And I sadly say I don't see that. This is kind of the ECW problem all over again. ECW gave us great matches, but all anyone remembers is the blood. The brawling. It's a double-edged sword of the business. What are you going to do?